Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, Disciples Journey. Let's talk about Section 72 of the Doctrine and Covenants. Section 72, um, you remember that Bishop Partridge was called to be a bishop. Um, as more bishops are called, he ends up becoming what is now known as the presiding bishop. Um, and so in this section, Newell K. Whitney is called as a bishop, but he's still, uh, in terms of line of authority, uh, reports to and um, reports his stewardship to uh, Bishop Partridge. And so he's a bishop. There's kind of this weird thing because there's not really bishops of wards yet established. There's not really the presiding bishop Rick yet. Um, and so it's kind of, it's almost like Newell K. Whitney was called as kind of a counselor to the, in the presiding bishopric, more or less. He's going to have a different area that he's serving in, but his responsibilities are largely the same, but reporting his stewardship to uh, Bishop Partridge. And so we are, um, you know, discussing again stewardship, which we've discussed in previous weeks as we studied Come, Follow Me in the Doctrine and Covenants. It says, And verily in this thing ye have done wisely, for it is required of the Lord at the hand of every steward to render an account of his stewardship both in time and eternity. And so what things are we given stewardship with in time? What what uh, worldly or temporal things do we have stewardship over? Jobs and money that we're given and um, earthly talents and there are many things the list can go on. Uh, we'll be asked to give an accounting of those things. Sp- what things are eternal, our spiritual gifts, our families. Um, there are many s- eternal uh, things that we're given stewardship over, and we will be uh, required to give an accounting of, of those as well. Um, in the New Testament in Luke, the Savior gives... Uh, a parable and I'm not going to read the whole thing I'm going to kind of just summarize it it's a parable that has confused people um, and when you read it just reading it you, it is kind of confusing because um, the Savior says the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light that's kind of uh, one of the main uh, phrases in the parable and so it causes questions about like, wait, hang on, the people are, the children of the light would be, you know, children of the covenant, people who are believers. And so just the, everyone else, the quote unquote heathen of the day, they're wiser than the children of light. Why is that? Well, the parable is basically this. The Lord says these people who are not the children of the light, the children of the world and their generation, when they're given a stewardship of money, what do they do with it? They plan with it. They prepare for it. They invest it. They do everything they can to take care of their future with it. They are very careful with with those things, right? And what the Lord is trying to say is, if they're going to be that careful with temporal things, with money and with their future in the world, the children of the light need to learn from that and be equally hopefully more so, but at least equally careful in their planning and preparation um, for the eventuality of the eternities. And that includes what we're doing with our stewardships. What are we 
uh, and I think this relates to me, to the parable of the of the servants and the talents. That if we're given the ten talents, we need to be planning and preparing for the future. And how do we do that? By multiplying our talents, by investing them, quote unquote, by multiplying. Uh, excuse me, I already said multiplying, but by multiplying them through sharing them by through prayer and through effort that we are not just burying our talents in the sand and hoping that when the savior comes, that he'll be pleased. We need to be preparing for and investing for the future. Just like someone who's given earthly money would do you would want to turn that into more money and plan for the future. That's what the Lord is saying in Luke chapter 16 uh, about the children of the light. Uh, it's about it's about our stewardship and about what we're doing with our stewardship. Um, so the Lord teaches Joseph this, he's, and he calls Newell K. Whitney. Uh, the first eight verses of this section in section 72 are given. They then stop, ordain uh, Newell K. Whitney as a bishop. And once they're done with that, and you'll see verse 8 says, even so, amen. There's an end kind of there. They then ordain him because they've received this revelation. And then the Lord gives them more. Verse 9 through the end is then given. When the Lord commands something, do it. Don't delay. Do it. Even if you think, well, what do I do after that? I'm going to go do this thing, then what? Well, do that thing, and then the Lord gives us more. There's a pattern here. And and these are the kinds of things that I think are really cool to learn uh, as you learn about the context of these revelations. Because that's something that's really easily missed. You can read these words. You could go. You could go and read the section heading of section seventy-two, and then read verses one through twenty-six. But not. You'd be like, "Oh, there was this amen. That's interesting." But knowing that what happened is in real life, it, they stopped. They got that revelation, wrote it down, stopped, ordained Bishop Whitney as Bishop Whitney, and then when they were done, the Lord gave them more. I think that's something that's very applicable and that we can learn from in our lives. Um, verse 25, just uh, again, some historical and context here. Let them carry up unto the bishop a certificate from three elders of the church or a certificate from the bishop. This is talking about people who are going to be going to Zion. They needed to be referred to and approved by the leadership of the church to go to Zion. Many of the problems that the saints faced in Missouri probably could have been avoided had they followed this direction. Many people went to Missouri not having this uh, certificate, not having this recommend. And so more of them got there than they were prepared for. They There was a large influx in the area of saints, which caused a lot of the consternation and anxiety from the surrounding areas and the enemies of the church. They were worried about the political power that the church was growing and would have with the number of saints. Um, and so again, who knows what would have happened, but this wasn't followed and um, hardship ensued in Missouri. And so we can learn that when the Lord commands, do it, right? It's like I said earlier, uh, we may not understand the why. We may it may be because it may be that we we want to be involved in a good cause like going to Zion. 
But we need to do it in the Lord's timing and in the Lord's way. We may not understand. We often won't. Don't be surprised if what the Lord says is not in alignment with what you think. Uh, Elder, uh, I want to say that's from Elder Anderson said that. Don't be don't be alarmed if what the Lord says is in, in disagreement with your political or societal views. You may not understand it at first, but pray for understanding and and whatever whatever the whatever the thing is, and no matter what, do what the Lord says, and you'll be blessed, and you eventually we will understand. But obedience brings protection. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hope you'll join me in the next episode as we discuss section 73.